People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans, welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew, episode 56 to be exact. I'm Matt alongside my partner Joe. What's up? And we are here to talk more wrestling with all of you. As always, we have wrestling on in the background, or you want to call it wrestling. The sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. We have a edition of WWE Raw that's taking place from our hometown, Chicago, Illinois, or Rosemont, whatever. <laughs> and right now we are unfortunately watching Batista cut what I'm assuming is a promo that he probably forgot the lines to again. <laughs> and we're <laughs> so we we were just talking before uh, before we started recording about Batista and the Triple H back and forth, uh, which led to the official announcement of the WrestleMania match. No holds barred, If for those who care, Batista versus Triple H. I made this point for somebody that is um, you know, in movies and somebody that should be able to memorize lines. He forgot a lot of lines, and it was the same lines over and over again. I, I just don't, I don't get it. I shouldn't be surprised, but Batista fucks up again. With that stupid nose ring and whatever. Yeah, that's, I I just now noticed that, and I'm like, what the fuck? It was that? blue before, and now now he. Of he's, course it is. Of course it was. He's just he's got no style. He's just I don't know, and I'm not really the one to talk about style, but that's just weird, man. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as always, we talk. We tell you to go go see a wrestling show live. Yeah, if you can. If you can, whether it's WWE, if you, if that's your thing, that's fine. Or, you know, somebody big like New Japan, you know, they are coming to the States for the G1. Uh, Ring of Honor, MLW, Evolve, you know, AEW, it's starting May 25th. Not sooner, so fucking deal with it, people. Uh, <laughs> they're not just a t-shirt company, they are, they are a legit wrestling company. But... <laughs> But uh, I went to I recently went to a show. Uh, you and I went to a show back in January. It was uh, you, uh, you and me, and, and your daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Warrior Wrestling three. Three. Uh, over this past weekend, I saw Warrior Wrestling four. Uh, Joe was not in attendance with me, but I did go with a mutual friend to the show, and it was it was her first time at a wrestling show altogether. And it was interesting. So I, I bet it was because I know her, and it you know wrestling is definitely not her thing. You no, know, it's it's not not at all. And it's 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 always fun bringing somebody to a wrestling show that's their first time, whether they're a wrestling fan or not. Or not, yeah. You know, because for them to take it in, like, because all right. So let me backtrack a little bit here. Sure. Let's go back to 2010 to a WWE show, nonetheless. It was Night of Champions pay per view. Okay. okay. And my youngest sister, who was listening to the show, she was at. It was her first wrestling show ever, and you know it was it was really great to, for her to take in that experience live. Yeah, you know? oh yeah. She'd watch it on TV all the time. She's a huge WWE, or at least was a huge WWE fan. 
She's kind of fallen out of love with them like most people, but keeps up with it enough. And I'll never forget, I, and I tell her this all the time, as long as I live, you know, to hopefully become a an old man in my 40s. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> 50s, I got to raise that. I got to raise that. <laughs> um, oh, man. The Undertaker comes out. Okay. And... For anybody who's never seen The Undertaker come out, even if he comes out now, but you know, in his upper 50s, he's a broken old man, really shouldn't be doing anything physical anymore. He still has that that aura that he brings. Yeah, he, there's a definite presence. And I remember Undertaker, Undertaker fought Kane that night for the World Heavyweight title. When the bell rang, you know, everyone's standing up, anticipating the entrance of The Undertaker. And there happened to be a guy in front of my sister that was kind of tall, a little tallish. So she got lucky, actually, with that with that seat because he really didn't stand up at all that night with the exception of, of The Undertaker. So he, in her way, I mean, he wasn't doing anything wrong. He's just standing up. He's just, it's not his fault he's tall. So I, I grab I grab her and I you know, I tell her, hey, come stand in front of me. There's, there's room. And our arms, like, are they you know, when the process is moving, they, they touched and they rubbed. Like, her arm was just filled with this goosebumps. And you could feel the hair standing up, goosebumps on her arm. And that was, I tell her this all the time, like that was one of the, the coolest experiences as a wrestling fan and, and as a big brother to be able to share that. Because it was just like, you can talk about it until you're blue in the face, but until you're, you, 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 you show somebody and you feel it, it's just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, this is what I mean. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Absolutely. So you're right. I, this, you know, a friend of ours, you know, she's not much of a wrestling fan. But she was intrigued by it, and and she said, "Why not?" So uh, you know, brought her, had a good time overall. But she got to see professional wrestling the way that I would want to introduce somebody to professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and let's let's be clear here. I'm not saying that she's now a professional wrestling fan, but you did get this, you know, this feel that it was wow. Like at least some of it, I I get. I get it, and it was it was really cool. Like I said, anytime you can you go to a wrestling show, and experience it for yourselves. I, I highly recommend it. And again, you know, to have, to have to share it with somebody, whether they're a fan or not, first timers especially, like it's just it's a really cool experience. That I think you know any like real wrestling fan, whether it's a friend of yours, a significant other, a daughter, brother, sister, a son, you know, whatever it is, a parent maybe. Like it's just—it's really cool when they look at it and say, "You know what? I—I I get why you like it. it." May not be for me still, but I get it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And I so we went to Warrior Wrestling Four. It was a good show. You and I talked about Warrior Wrestling Three. Overall, it was good, but it had some some bad parts. Warrior Wrestling Four wasn't a perfect show, but my God, it was much better put together. Much improved. Huh? Much improved. The referees were on point. The the matches, for the most part, were were good. I mean, they were really solid. There's, there's a lot of back and forth, good chemistry for the most part. I remember texting you during intermission, and I, I, I said exactly that, or at least a shorter version of that. Yeah. And I'm sorry to Warrior Wrestling, but I might have jinxed them a bit. <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as intermission came back on, I don't know if they blew a speaker Oh, or what no. had what happened? But there was no no music. No music. The <laughs> so the the actual like uh, microphone worked. You can still hear that. You know, I mean, it was it it was never really 
clear to begin with. But I, I noticed that with a lot of indie shows, the microphone is kind of subpar for mm-hmm. the most part. But yeah, they, there was no music. There was times where they would get it back, but it was for a short period of time, and it was really low. So okay. I, I don't know what happened there. They, you know, but to their credit, they worked with it. You know, I mean, it is what it is. You can't stop the show. Show must go on. <laughs> so you don't get music. But there's a particular match that I have to talk about because I'm not going to go through the whole card. It was it was a good card. But there was a particular match that actually, and this is this is another thing too. I'm I'm telling you, it's a better show, better put together show. And then the first match coming back from intermission happens. And it completely just blows my mind to why this happened. And maybe, maybe I'm missing something that you can enlighten me with, or maybe okay. some of our listeners can enlighten me. So maybe my mind shouldn't be blown, and I just I'm unaware of a storyline or something. But it's Sam Adonis, who uh, we saw Warrior Wrestling three. He's been yeah. at every Warrior Wrestling show thus far. I dig the heel character. I dig his heel work. Yeah, he, do, he does decent heel yeah, work. Yeah, it's it's really good. But the point that I made, actually, to 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 our, to our friend that was with with me, he does great heel work, but he relies on it way too much. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, sometimes you gotta cut the shit and just fucking wrestle. And wrestle, you know? he, he tends not to. He tends not to, and, and and the thing is, I don't think it's because of lack of ability. I just think it's it's a lack of understanding what a what a good worker's supposed to do. Yeah, just inexperience. Yeah, yeah. I I buy that. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying he's a great wrestler, but I it, it's kind of like a getting incomplete on a on a homework assignment. Like you didn't quite fail because you didn't show me everything yet. Yeah. You know, so that's that's my problem with Sam Adonis. So he's wrestling L.A. Park. Nice. Yeah, I got to see L.A. Park nice. live. That was really cool. And uh, you know, for those who don't know, you know, you probably might recognize him as La Parka mm-hmm. and WCW. That's what I love about these indie shows. You know, they they sometimes they throw surprises. You get people that you don't see very often, and you might not get to see them very often because L.A. Park. Let's face it, he's he's much he's older. Yeah, he's up there. In he's age. up there in yeah. age. I mean, he's. I made this point. You know, I was like, because she's like, wow, that he's kind of like heavy set and bigger and you know a little out of shape. And I was like, well, he's been wrestling for longer than we've been alive. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. 1982 was his debut, and sure. uh, you know, it, he's wrestling with his with his adult son now. You know, yeah. so. But uh, L.A. Park comes out, and again, there's no music. So L.A. Park comes out through the crowd. Oh, nice. You know, and he's, you don't see it happening. So oh, well, one point I want to make out, I really appreciate the fact that they, uh, they bought a TV, like a, like a big screen TV, and, and put it right above the end uh, where they come out, like a Titantron. And I, I'm assuming, like, the high school kids, because this takes place at a high school. Yes. Uh, the high school kids might have put it together because it, like all the the video packages were the same, like kind of like scenario, but like they used clips from like the wrestlers, either past matches and were wrestling, or just stuff they probably found like on YouTube or something like that. Okay, you know, it wasn't you know super professional, but it looked like something that a more amateur person would do. But again, I I was assuming they got the high school kids involved, which is cool. Yeah, and you know. They had they had that up and, and everything like that and it was uh definitely trying to show more of an effort which I can appreciate because indie shows you don't have to do shit like that but for them to do it anyways was cool so L A Park uh, by the way this match was supposed to take place earlier in the card L A Park has some issues with customs he flew in that day uh, which they announced at the beginning of the show uh, they also announced we were supposed to see Jungle Boy 
Unfortunately, he's going through a pretty hard time right now with the loss of his father. For those who don't know, his father's Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ethan Page is supposed to be on the show, too. I wasn't too happy that they did they announced this. I felt like maybe this is, should have been left private. But they announced that he his dude had an issue with his youngest daughter, who was very sick, things like that. Like, I don't know. To me, it just it didn't need... The fans didn't need to know that. Yeah, right. You know? Family emergency, leave it at that. Yep. I mean, Jungle Boy, that's a well-known thing. Yeah, you know? that's kind of... My, my mother knows who Jungle Boy is now, yeah. so, you know. Because <laughs> she asked me about it. You know who Jungle Boy is? Yeah, I know who he is. I know all about what's going on. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. To me, that was a little in poor taste, but I'm not going to beat him up over that. So, L.A. Park, he, he's he's coming out. You know, he's, he's got the Titantron going. Sam Adonis is running down the crowd. L.A. Park isn't going to be here and all that shit, so he's, he's calling out an open challenge. L.A. Park answers the open challenge anyways. And he comes out with with his, with his chair, as he always does. And so they have the match. And then I'm going to speed through some points real quick here. Shortly in the match, maybe like three or four minutes into it, probably less than that, Sam Adonis takes the chair and he whacks L.A. Park in the head with it. Right in front of the referee, the match has already started. And <laughs> no, nothing happens. Nothing. So I'm just looking around. It's like, okay, I... When you're a pro wrestling fan, there's a little bit of give and take when it comes to the rules. The rules, yeah, you know, they change to benefit the match. <laughs> it's frustrating at times because you kind of want it to, you know, you want continuity in the rules, but yeah. you know, if if whatever, you 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 learn to just deal with it. So Sam Adonis has hit him with the chair, and then he takes off L.A. Park's belt, or it's more of a strap. Yeah, so he takes off the strap. And he proceeds to whip L.A. Park with the strap. Again, right in front of the referee. Okay, like, we're just not following any rules. Then it all fucking takes a weird turn. And I don't... <laughs> so the referee's right there. He's standing right there. He's, he's, he's you know, he's yelling at Sam Adonis to stop. And he... Sam, Sam Adonis gives the referee the strap. And he tells him to hit L.A. Park with the strap. Say that again. Sam Adonis. Sam Adonis hands the strap to the, to the ref, referee, and he tells the ref to hit L.A. Park with the, with the strap. With the strap. Okay. And then the referee takes the strap, and he hits L.A. Park with the strap. What the fuck? That was exactly <laughs> what I said. Like that. I'm just. I'm looking. Around, I'm literally looking around. You know, like you know, to my friend who's not a wrestling fan, to a, to the guy next to me who is a wrestling fan. Am I missing something? Did, did I, you know, did I go to the bathroom at the wrong time? Did, you know, what's going on? <laughs> and it didn't end there. You know, there was parts where he's he's kicking, you know, he's stomping on, on Sam Adonis is stomping on L.A. Park, and then he stops and tells the referee, stomp on him. And so he'll stomp on him, but then, like, he'll do it reluctantly. Like, I don't want to do this. But he does it anyways. What the fuck? <laughs> And then, like, it just it kept happening. I think it was there was a chop, maybe too. And yeah, it just it was like even the crowd was just like, "What the fuck is going on? This referee sucks." They they even chanted that in unison. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how it ended. L.A. Park ended up getting his revenge. He ends up uh, beating the crap out of Adonis. He ends up getting getting to uh, beating beating up the referee and into a to a spot where the referee is face down on the ground and then he pulls up his shirt to, to expose his, his bare back the okay. referee's bare back and then he reaches into the crowd or he goes into the crowd 
and he grabs somebody's beer. Somebody hands him a beer because he sell, they were selling beer at the show, and he's he pours beer all over the referee's back, and now his back is is soaking wet, and then he takes that strap, and he quiets everybody down, and he proceeds to do the loudest slap. I've heard oh, on that back that has been is now wet. Oh my <laughs> so, god! And it was just like it was kind of worth it for that, but I'm still confused as shit to what the hell happened. It was just one of those things. So if anybody knows if there's something going on with referees in LA Park or San Madonna's, please let me know because yeah, I'm so confused. That is bizarre. And it- and it isn't like one of those situations like you've been seeing lately in New Japan, for those of you who have been watching New Japan, where you'll have like, uh, I don't know, Evil or or someone like that kind of do something with the referee, something similar, but it makes more sense because you have Evil like throwing his opponent's leg to the ref to like, here, hold this, but it's done in such a... A real quick movement to yeah. where the ref can't prepare for it, so he just takes his, the guy's leg, and then all of a sudden, evil's doing something to the to the opponent. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like the referee's helping unwillingly, not like reluctantly. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just it was just weird, and I just I didn't know what to expect for it. To, uh, I didn't know what to expect from it afterwards because there was no explanation. You know, L.A. Park comes. You know, he's done. He says his his bit to the crowd, which is entirely in Spanish, you know, and it was just like, you know, pretty much a thank you for everything, and then that was it. And then we didn't see that referee for the rest of the night. There was only, like, three more matches after that. Okay. And I was just like, is nobody going to explain this to me? You know, warrior <laughs> wrestling guy, like, what's going on? What's up with this referee? Like, why did he randomly go fucking rogue? Like, it's just... You know, we're talking about WWE and guys and, and girls, for that matter, just going into business for themselves, going rogue. Like, independent wrestling referees are going rogue now, too. I, I like, guess so, what man. the fuck is going on? But <laughs> overall, it, it was a really cool show. I got to meet the draw. Nice. I got I got to meet Sammy Callahan. He is an out there dude, but man, if he's one of those guys that I got the impression if you're not a dick to him, he, he won't be a dick to you. So he's he seems approachable. I still would say take caution because <laughs> I'm not saying he's gonna sit there and beat your ass or anything like that, but you know, yeah, he's 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 different. He's different. <laughs> he's different. <laughs> um, we got to see the uh, um, freelance. World Championship defended. Oh, that's right. Kylie yeah. Ray defended against uh, Britt Baker, um, and then we also got to see the Progress Women's Championship defended for a second time at a Warrior Wrestling Show. Jordan Grace defended against Lisa Marie Veron. Oh no shit! Okay. Um, it was really cool seeing her. There was an unfortunate part at the end where she because she lost the match to Jordan Grace. And then, you know, Jordan Grace was going to do the gracious thing and raise her hand, you know. And then uh, Lisa Marie turned, went, did the heel move and, and, and hit her and tried to hit her in the, in the widow's peak. And I, I, like I'll explain to my friend there, that was the thickest knee brace that I've ever seen anyone wear. And I was like, it's, just, it's a shame that her knee didn't hold up. Because when she went to go do the move, she fucked up the move, couldn't get Jordan Grace up, and oh. she had she had to do it again. And Jordan was able to get herself up enough, but 
you could tell like on her face like she was disappointed and it is what it is it it, it sucks yeah it does suck you you try to do it right and it didn't didn't work out but uh it was really really a privilege to get to see her work because i've been such a fan of her work for for so long that was the one that was a little weird though too because the titantron like they didn't even try to fucking like hide it like they blatantly use the old wwe uh, Titantron, <laughs> the one with the hand, the eye in the hand, and her head spinning around, and then using the uh, not not the tattoo theme song, but the other theme song. Okay, and it's like you guys didn't even try. <laughs> I don't know if you could show that on TV because they, you know, this was live on on uh, hotspots. So like, it was just weird. Like they was like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just use your WWE. <laughs> I, I met Lisa Marie one time years ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we were at a SmackDown, and we were in line getting food. She happened to be, like, one person ahead of us. And I'm, I'm in line. I'm with my friend's brother, and he he kind of, like, I was busy talking with uh, another friend of ours, and he taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, hey, that's... That's her. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's her. Like, no big deal. She's probably getting food. She's hungry, right? Sure. And she turns around and she kind of bumps into him with her order, which she had like four pola sausage. Okay. Like stacked. And she looks at us and we're like, hey, you know, you all right? And she's like, girls got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of like walked away. And she was really cool about it. Yeah, yeah. She apologized or whatever. And she went and put mustard and whatever. And yeah. said, you know, hey, enjoy the show. But, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, it sucks to hear that, you know, she's wearing a knee brace and shit. I know, as last I heard, she was doing MMA stuff. Okay. So that could account for the knee. Sure. Uh, that knee brace was thick, man. It was, that was a really like heavy-duty knee brace. And you could, you could see... You can see the struggle that she's that she's having with it. I mean, I get it. She's she's older in age now. Oh well, yeah, that know, too. Yeah, people are going to slow down, but you could you could tell like you know she she was very disappointed in herself, and it sucks because you know it it can happen to anybody. You know the crowd was really cool about it. The crowd was at, was very supportive of her. You know, like they were just happy to see her there. You know, because you don't get yeah. to see her very often. No, you don't. So it was it was really a good treat. And speaking of the women. Those weren't only title matches. They were now semifinal matches to a mini tournament for the inaugural War Wrestling Women's Championship. Oh, nice. So they're going to have a women's championship. I will say this, though, bro. They're 0 for 2 in title designs, belt designs. Oh, it's, really? it's It sucks. Oh. <laughs> it fucking sucks. That logo's cool. Don't put it on the belt. I mean, don't make it the belt. It don't make say. it the belt. You can right. throw it on the belt, but don't make it the fucking belt yeah. design. It's just not cool, man. I, 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 I don't know what to make of that. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be Jordan Grace, and it's not going to be a member of the AEW group. Because the reason why I say that is because they even did an AEW versus other wrestling organizations on that night too. Like they, they, they were very much, you know, advertising AEW with Kylie Ray and Britt Baker. Uh, Jessica Havoc came out and wreaked havoc on the match and <laughs> and then Ohio versus everything OVE came out 
and they said, "Get this AEW garbage out of my ring." Wow! And they they staked their claim that uh, this is not gonna not gonna work. Okay. Obviously, they they had well, I should say obviously for those who don't know, they had a match, a six man tag match against SoCal and Censor. That was cool to see them. Nice. Um, next time you see this friend of ours, by the way, just keep yelling out SCU. <laughs> she was not a fan of the, of that crowd. She's like, I, I fucking get it, all right? I see you. <laughs> she was not a fan. but uh, So, yeah, next time you see her, I see you. But, uh, yeah, very. I mean, they're, they're obviously signed with AEW. So you had that, that mixture, too. And, like, guys, girls, everyone listening to the show, this is a wrestling company that is based out of a high school gymnasium. And yeah. they're fucking getting it right. There's there's some issues with what they're doing, but it's also for show number four. Four, yeah. Like you yeah, know, cut them a little bit of slack. Yeah. You have freelance, which is Chicago based. They're a Chicago South Side South Silver Chicago based company. Freelance is a Chicago company, but you have Progress. They're based out of the UK. Right. AEW is one of the hottest things out there right now. Whether you want to call them a t-shirt company or a wrestling company, <laughs> you're talking about AEW. Yeah. And they're promoting all that. They're promoting Impact Wrestling. Right. They are like putting Impact Wrestling on their on their show, promoting it. Yeah, like half of the matches we saw last time were At, had, same had, thing with here. Had Impact people. You know, the 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 Warrior Wrestling title match was Brian Cage versus all three members of the Rascals. In a four-way. So, like, it was great because, by the way, I met Trey Miguel that night, too. Sweet. Uh, he's a really cool guy. Um, you know, you had you had the three-on-one mentality, but then they they started fighting each other. Hell of a match, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's like, this is wrestling done right. You know yes. what I mean? So, again, I, I know i kind of gone on a little bit more than I was, was, in, was intending, but go see live wrestling because just because it, it takes place in a high school gymnasium does not mean it's bad i i, I always laugh at um some of the guys in one of the old school groups that uh, i am a part of on facebook again i'll keep their their anonymity here but sure you you do have that mentality which i was telling you about before we started recording they have a problem with a lot of the current product where they absolutely hate it and can't stand it and but it kills me because you get those guys who comment that way in the group constantly. Yeah. yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're posting pictures of indie shows that they went to with or without their kids. And it's like, oh yeah, we got to see this. This like, wait a minute, you, <laughs> what are you doing there? <laughs> yeah, like you just said, you can't stand this yeah. bullshit, but yet you're there and you're taking pictures. Like, yeah. what the fuck? So, yeah, by all means, go support professional wrestling, whether it's in a high school gymnasium or in a fucking arena, wherever. Go support it. Yeah, we, we're, not, we're not speaking to, to just kind of blow smoke up your ass. Like, it's, it's great. Like I said, you know, whether you watch it on TV or, or, or watch it live, like, wrestling is always great. But there's always a difference. The same thing if you go to a sporting event, man. I, my daughter, the first time she ever watched wrestling with me, it was on television. Yeah, and it was WWE. Okay, it, it was it was uh, it was actually SmackDown. She and I watched a SmackDown together. Okay, and she the first thing she got to experience was the women's roster. Yeah, 
And she was enamored right away. She's like, oh, my God, did you see what happened to her? Right. Did you see this? Did you see that? And she's been a fan ever since. But the moment she went to her first live show, like, that sealed the deal. Man, that was that was something special for me, too, you she, know, seeing she her. Just, yeah, she just she took to it like a fish to water. And just the excitement that she got to experience. And she'll tell you herself, it's it's much different live. Yeah. It's a completely different beast live, no matter what you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, it, it's, again, especially when you could bring a first-timer, especially somebody that, you know, that's that's your daughter, you know what I mean? And you get to share that. You know, you always, as a parent, you always, I'm sure you, I don't have any kids of my own, but I'm sure you always want to share something, you know, something, have something. Yeah. You know, same thing with, like, if you have younger siblings, you know, because I've always treated my younger siblings like they were my kids sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. My parents worked very busy schedules, so we were very close in that, in that way of, like, I was kind of like their caretaker. And we always, Monday night, whether, you know, it was a different time for Monday Night Raw, but like, <laughs> you know, Monday night, you know, my mom knew it's like, hey, you know, Matt wants the living room TV. It's back when you know we had a fight for the TV. She never, she never fought me. She's like, you can have the TV. It's Monday night. You can watch TV. But hey, your sister wants to watch it with you. All right, yeah. cool. And she'd ask me about wrestling, and it was just like, it was so cool to just share my knowledge of wrestling. And you know, she wanted to know, you know, how did how do they do? You know these kicks and how do they do this without doing that and you know hurting you know themselves like it's it's not real. What do you mean it's not real? Like it, <laughs> you know and like and then she got older and again you know going back to the Night of Champions situation or even we went to a house show a few years later. I'd say about four years later we went to a house show um, and we saw the Big Show who she's not a fan of at all. She she's never liked the Big Show. Of course she she's known Paul White. During the bad years, you know, his yeah. older years, you know, and uh, but she's like, wow, like just seeing him, just like larger than life, you know. And it's like watching a dinosaur. It really is, you know. You look at yourself, and it's like you just you feel so insignificant when you're standing so close to somebody yeah. of that size. I mean, it it is it is a and really I, remarkable I'm, thing. I'm six foot eight. Yeah, you're <laughs> not. For yeah, me, for me to be like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, it takes a lot. It really does. Because he's, you know, he's. I'll use a line from from the Blind Side. You know, he's bigger and taller. You yeah. know, like that's what he is. <laughs> like, he, he's he's the best of both worlds, and it, it was it was really cool to see that. And, you know, she, not only that, but she also had to meet AJ Lee that night too. And right. you know, anytime you get to meet these people, it's just like whether it's you know paid for, you know, through a meet and greet or. You, you you literally bump into them like mm-hmm. I did with Sammy Callahan, and they're willing to shoot the shit with you for a few minutes. I mean, he was talking to me. He was told by somebody else, like Sammy, we gotta go, and you know, and like he even semi apologized, like hey, I mean, I gotta go, kind of thing. You know, he didn't have to do that. He no, just be he like, didn't. Fuck this guy, like <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's it's really cool, but um, yeah, go see go see professional wrestling. But we uh, we got to talk about uh, something we we started talking about in the previous episode. We are now in the quarterfinals of the New Japan Cup. Already, already, Jesus! But by the time you guys listen to this episode, we will be done with the quarterfinals, right? And we'll be going into the semifinals. Uh, should I run down who we have so far? Absolutely. All right, so. Here is your quarterfinals. You have Tomohiro Ishii versus Yoshihashi. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Yes, please, uh, please do. Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. That's that's an interesting one. Yes. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. time. <laughs> best best wingman in professional wrestling right yeah. there. Takamichi Noku. Uh, and then Colt Cabana versus Sonata. Man... <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. All right. I'll I'll let you start with whichever one you want to start with. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, I've I've watched every night of this tournament so far. Okay, I missed a few. Um, I have been on it like white on rice because uh, I I was lacking, man. I I needed some New Japan in my life, and um, yeah, I just I I made it a point to sit there and watch them all, and um. For whatever reason, man, it took me longer than usual. Yeah. Because of the Amazon Fire Stick and the <laughs> the the shitty performance of the New Japan app on that Fire Stick. Get the shit. Get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just horrible. Well, who? All right. So I always end up. I always end up stopping it. Cause it'll stop itself, yeah, multiple times, yeah, and then I just go through my my Android phone and beam it to, or cast it to my TV. So is it the app or is it is it the Fire Stick? Because I have a Fire Stick. It's the Fire Stick. Amazon, get your shit yeah, together. Get your shit together, Amazon. So I I have a Fire Stick, not to make this a tech show, but. <laughs> Joe knows this. I have a fire stick that I have tried on multiple occasions to get to work, and I cannot get it to work consistently. So now it is just like my go-to to like just whip it across the room. Like, <laughs> luckily, I, it was a Black Friday buy, so I didn't spend a lot of money. But it's like I bought a fucking dud. Like this thing Dude, sucks. I'm telling you, and, and I have similar issues, man. <laughs> Fuck. It just makes me makes me wish because I have a Roku as well, but they don't have a lot of wrestling. Yeah, on there like I you you just get the network. That's all you get. The WWE network. Yeah, sorry, but yeah, go ahead. Um, so yeah, I've I've watched all every uh, every night of the New Japan Cup so far, and uh, I I intend to continue that uh, trend. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> first off. Tomohiro Ishii. Yes. The Stone Pitbull. Yes. When his first uh, match was against Yuji Nagata. Yes. And th- when he came out for that match, he looked rough. Yeah, he did. He looked like he didn't fucking sleep right. <laughs> like he had jet lag on top of it. Yeah. And like he was just fucking hurting from, from the last show he did. So I don't know what his bag was, but whatever's going on with him, he's clearly not up to par. And I'm not trying to take away from his performance because right. he has performed, but it is not the Stone Pitbull that I am necessarily used to seeing. Yeah. And it it bothers me here because we mentioned Yoshihashi. Now, if you're any kind of a New Japan fan or you listen to, to their broadcast, even remotely, you will know, uh, at least the English broadcast... That Kevin Kelly is not a fan of Yoshihashi. Not by any means. And, and neither am I. Right. And I actually have the same problem that Kevin Kelly does with Yoshihashi. And that is, you have this guy who's on this roster full of tremendous talent. Mm-hmm. He should be in there somewhere. Yeah. He's fully capable of, of performing that way. 
So why the fuck doesn't he? He is like the all-around jobber on this fucking roster. So and and yeah, the only he's time, their Steve Lombardi, pretty much. Yes, and the only reason he he kind of uh, steps his game up is if there's like some dire fucking consequence <laughs> to where they're like threatening his job. <laughs> Yeah, and if you, the, if you then, don't perform, you're not going to get the G1 next year. Yeah, all and, right, I'll perform now. And then now. all of a sudden, you <laughs> see this completely tran- complete transformation right. of a wrestler. And he becomes a hell of a lot more worthwhile. And I just don't understand why, minus the, the nagging shoulder injury he's had for like the last three years. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why he doesn't do that more often. I'm not asking them to do it all the time, but fuck, give me something, Yoshi. Nobody's expecting him to be Kazuchika Okada. Caliber, no, yeah, I don't know. want him to be Okada. You I know. want him. I want him to be something more than he is. Yeah, fuck. just give a shit. Give a shit. It's it's not really complicated, but I I have that same same issue, and I'm actually surprised he's in the quarterfinals. I I really <laughs> thought that this was going to be. Like between Juice Robinson and, and, and Chase Owens at this point. Well, so on our on our previous episode, we covered uh, Yoshihashi versus uh, Nakanishi. Oh my god! Which was a horrible fucking match. Match of the year, you know. So that goes, <laughs> and the, and that was almost a thirteen minute match. Yeah, it was. It was. But the following round, you had Chase Chase Owens versus Yoshihashi. Yes, it went almost uh, a little over fourteen minutes. And I was surprised that Yoshi made it past Chase. Um, I, uh, I I I was too. I really thought Chase was going to go further in the tournament, and uh, much to my chagrin, that's not what happened. And and to see Yoshi again, I, I mentioned it because Yoshi elevated his game to to uh, face Chase Owens. Yeah. And I I want to see more of that. I hope to see more of that. In, in this tournament, because again, his next opponent is Ishii. So how far does Yoshihashi go? Does he go to the semifinals? He might, man. He might. I'm, I'm, I, and at this point, I'm kind of hoping. I'm kind of hoping that he does. It, it would be something a little bit different. Yeah. And um, hopefully we'll get to see some more out of Yoshihashi that we normally don't get to see. Maybe somebody took him to the side and said, you know, you got to step your game up. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it was. They, I don't know. They threatened uh, two hundred five on them. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if it is Yoshihashi, he's gonna face either Kazuchika Okada or Will Osprey. Chaos versus Chaos, and I'm in both matches. If that's the case, or actually yeah. Tomohiro Ishii as well. Yep. Um, not that that really matters at this point, but Okada versus Osprey. We saw this about a year ago. Uh, I believe it was the anniversary show last year, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Okay. Yes. Um, Okada versus Osprey again. What do you think? I want to take a step back really quick. Yeah, you go wherever you want to go. So, um, I I did not, I didn't necessarily like the Okada versus Mikey Nichols match. Okay, it, I didn't watch that one. It was a little. Uh, you could tell they just they don't. They're not there yet with their performances, so they don't gel very well. You think Mikey Nichols is going to have that problem with a lot of these Japanese wrestlers, though, given where he's been? No, no? I, I think okay. it's just a. I think he needs a little more time to saturate himself in the roster. Okay, that's fair. I think he'll be fine, but for for that match, it it just didn't work 
well for me. Okay. Uh, the the match I do want to talk about leading up to the Okada Osprey match is Will Osprey versus Lance Archer. Yeah. Now Lance Archer is uh, close to seven feet tall. Yeah. You know, I'd say six ten ish. But uh, he's a big fucking dude. He's mm-hmm. a big mean fucking dude. Right. And Will Osprey walked into that match with uh, a couple nagging injuries, his back and his ribs. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, he, he is getting on the beefier side of, uh, of being uh, more than a junior heavyweight. Right. Going into that match, I didn't know what to expect. And I got to say, th- for me, that is probably up there so far as match of the tournament. It was, it was that good. Yeah. And... Uh, Kudos to Will Ospreay for fucking manhandling Lance Archer. I didn't think he could. He was that strong, to yeah. be honest with you. And he almost ragdolled him to finish the match. And I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" Like, I, I, I mean, I knew he was bulking up, but goddamn. Well, for me, I don't know if you remember. I know you we watched the match, but I don't know if you remember the match he had. I think it was for over the top wrestling. Which is based out of Ireland. Oh, it was him versus Volter. Versus Volter, and he didn't necessarily manhandle Volter by any means, but he was hanging with them. He was, yeah. You know, like as far as like the physical aspect of it, and that if you if you go back to the the pre match, like Will Osprey was talking about becoming a heavyweight, and and that he was going to show the world that he can hang with the heavyweights. So I didn't personally watch this match yet. I'm I'm behind on, on a lot of stuff right now. I'm I'm glad that he that he manhandled him like you said, but I'm also not necessarily 100% surprised either because it's kind of been a regular thing more so now than in the past. Um and I, and I look at it too, I think Will Ospreay is looking to alter his wrestling style a bit because let's face facts, he wrestles a very Dangerous style. Well, yeah, of match. he got. I, for those of you who don't know, he, earlier this year he got pulled aside. I'd say late last year he got pulled aside, right, by the likes of Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho told him like, "Hey, you don't need to fucking keep doing the Spanish fly off of like tables and and stupid shit like that if you want to go and have a long career in professional wrestling." Right. And Will Osprey took it took it very personal, like. How dare you fucking tell me how to wrestle? <laughs> and and yeah. right after he had that match, uh, I think it was at New Year's Dash, wasn't it? Yeah. Against uh, Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. And he fucking concussed Ibushi with a, a bare arm clothesline with a lariat. And it no, was, that was um, I, I, not that was the night before. That was the night before that, at, 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 Wrestle, Kingdom. at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. So they, he had that match, and he did. He concussed Ibushi with that clothesline. <clears throat> And he made the remark of, um, you know, if you're going to tell me how to wrestle, then I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you exactly what I can do. And and that's all it took was a fucking lariat. Yeah. From from behind, no less. But ever since then, he's had like this mean streak in him. And yeah. it, it did come out in this match against Lance Archer. So Osprey advances. You've got Osprey versus Okada. The other, the other match I want to bring up here includes Okada uh, it was the first round match 
Okada versus Michael Elgin. Yeah. For those of you who have not watched that match, again, that is up there as match of the tournament so far for me. Michael Elgin, I know he, you know, Big Mike is is a very hefty dude. One of the guys we met at a Ring of Honor show years ago. Yes. And he's built like a brick shit house. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine how hard he chops. <laughs> and in this match, yeah. by the end of the match, Okada's peck right near his <laughs> his uh, armpit. Yeah. It looked like fucking hamburger meat, like raw hamburger meat. It was fucking disgusting. And to see Okada wince, you know, obviously the skin is broken, mm-hmm. but they keep going at it. And for him to, like, fight back tears and shit, <laughs> it was like, dude, yeah, stop already. It was, you it know? was, uh, yeah. Those those moments get a little difficult to to watch sometimes. That's strong style for you, yeah, though. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Let me, to your knowledge, has has Michael Elgin ever been in the ring with Volta before? I don't think so. All right, I don't think so. That and, sounds like a following contest episode. Yes, and, and you know what? I, bringing that up too. Yeah. This was the fourth meeting between Elgin and Okada, yeah. and Okada has beat him every single time. For those of you who were interested in yeah. knowing that. I just, I'm just hoping that we see Michael Elgin on a more regular basis. Yeah, I, I don't know whether it was uh, personal issues that kept him uh, right. out of New Japan. There's some injuries, too. Yeah, I know he was he was coming back from an injury as well. Right. But whatever the back. case may be, yeah, I hope he's back. It's it's awesome to see him. He were, He's like... He's like that Bam Bam Bigelow style performer yep, where he's a very hefty dude, but he's so fucking agile. You just don't know what 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 you're gonna get out of him in each each match, and that's a good thing. That is a good thing. That's a good thing. And uh, Michael Elgin hopefully is like doing G one this year. Yeah. You know. Um, Never, yeah. Nevertheless, we do have Okada versus Osprey uh, coming up, and and looking forward. So, what's your semifinal then? What's your semifinal looking like? And in, in, in that bracket. In that bracket. Ishii versus Yoshihashi and Okada versus Osprey. I tell you what, man. I I the chaos going on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Yoshihashi over Tomohiro Ishii. The way it's been going, I, I'm I'm not gonna fight you on that at all. And then I'm gonna go uh Will Osprey over Kazuchika Okada. Okay. yeah? Yeah. And I, and I think he. Okay. I, That's interesting. Pick. I think he tries to put the hurt on Okada, to where he he, uh, you know, he knocks him out, or, or it's one of those things where Osprey does a lot of physical damage to Okada, Okada wins, but he might lose to Yoshihashi. You think Yoshihashi's going to the finals? I, I'm, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it, I mean, I've been wrong before, but. That's how I feel right now. You know now. what? Here's here's my thing about that, and it's it's sometimes I answer these questions, even though you didn't really ask me a question. But I, I I say things, and it's extremely generic. But you know what? It's as true as I can possibly make it. Yoshihashi can face Jay White, in my opinion, if he wins it all. I'm I don't mind it, but you better fucking bring it. If he brings it, and he, he gives me what what you and I know what he can do. You know, not this not this half ass shit that we've seen that we saw in the G one last year, but he gives me the Yoshihashi at his best. I I don't mind seeing him face Jay White All right. at G one. So I know that's a generic statement, but <laughs> you, 
we kn- I know yeah. what, what Yoshihashi can be. I have that same frustration. I'm not always keen on Kevin Kelly picking on him every single night. I I don't but... mind it because I agree with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I I guess my thing is like it's just like all right, like enough because it, but... it's frustrating. It is. It is frustrating. You know, and, and He's got to see it more often. Though. And and that's why Kevin Kelly does pick on him because he he knows he's capable of so much more. I wonder if Yoshihashi like knows that Kevin Kelly's picking on him. I would assume so at this point. I mean... He's got to fly... You know, you got to travel with those guys, Kevin Kelly, you know? <laughs> All right, so moving down to the other brackets. Again, you have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Kokobana versus Sonata. And I want to remind everybody at home that in episode 55, my partner here picked Zack Sabre Jr. to win the entire tournament. So far, so good. Are you still confident in Zack Sabre Jr.? Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm still not a fan of old man Tanahashi. Get off my lawn! And, and, yeah, telling people to get off of his lawn. <laughs> and, uh, I, I tell you what, I, at this point, I do see Zack Sabre Jr. going over Tanahashi. Um, whether he does it cleanly or not is a whole other thing. Second be- year in a row in the New Japan Cup, if he, if he be- does because of uh, his wingman. Taka Mishinoku. Yeah, because of, of because of Taka, which uh, I was really impressed with a, a match. Uh, I don't remember what night it was on, but there was a tag match with Taka, and Taka. You don't really see him wrestle too often these days. He's right. he's too busy being the hype man for for Zack Saber there. Out. But uh, yeah. he gets in the ring, and Kevin Kelly makes a good point. He he reminisces on how. It was a huge deal for Taka to go to the WWF and be that pioneer in the light heavyweight division. I mean, they built the whole division around him when they signed him. Right. And it was a huge deal that he was over there. People forget that. People see Taka now and they're like, oh, he's just a fucking wingman. Yeah. But Taka can go. And if you oh, watch, absolutely. If you watch that match, it's like he didn't miss a fucking step. It was It was refreshing and great to see. Right. Taka back in action, even if it was just part of a tag match. Right. Um, I still have Zack Sabre Jr. beating uh, Tanahashi. As far as Sonata and Colt Cabana, I know Colt Cabana is only really in this as a filler. Right. I mean, let's be honest here. So, I'm, regardless of whether that was true or not, I still had Sonata going over Colt Cabana. I, I mean, I get he's a filler, but does he have to be a two-round winning filler? Apparently he does. I mean, <laughs> I had him losing to Makabe in the first round. And then we, instead of getting Togi Makabe versus Davey Boysmith Jr., we get fucking Kokobana versus Toriyano. Makabe told the commentators that he always he is, like, relentless when it comes to new talent that he's never faced before. Mm-hmm. And he has a bad habit of not knowing what to do in the ring against those guys. Okay. And that was his excuse for losing to Cole Cabana. Um, whether I buy that, <laughs> I, I don't know. But it, Cole Cabana beat him. So. And then Toriano beats Davey Boysmith Jr. in a pretty quick match. That, I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. That isn't the first time he's done that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. We've seen Cocoban and Toriano live before. <laughs> it, it is entertaining. It is entertaining. It's a little annoying. It is a little <laughs> annoying, and 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 that's why like 
you have this in a tournament like this, and you're like, well, what the fuck? Where does this come in? Yeah. It, uh, to me, it stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, like, it shouldn't have happened, yeah. you know? But uh, I do have Sonata going over Cocobana. I mean, look at that, the, the lineup that Sonata fought to get here, too. Yeah, Hiroki Goto, Minoru Suzuki. I mean, you, you can't have him lose to Sonata. You just can't. I, I like... I like Sonata's chances of 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 going of going over on on Saber Junior. I I got Saber Junior going to the finals, but I I really like the way that they've been pushing Sonata over the past couple of years now. And I, I wouldn't I, be surprised. I do as well, and that was another thing I wanted to speak on about this whole New Japan Cup is the the versatility of Los Ingobernables as a faction. Yes. You guys, I know I know a lot of you who I've talked to about this cup, this tournament, you're only interested in the tournament matches, and you just kind of bypass the tag matches. I'm telling you, you're missing out on some great fucking tag team action. You have the entire stable of Los Ingobernables de Japón fighting in different tandems. Yeah. And it's been so fucking cool to watch. Yeah. Oh, my God. Especially with the addition of Shingo. I he mean, adds something to that, dude. Group, man. And and you know they keep commenting on how he's the only junior heavyweight who's not technically a heavyweight yet, but he's too big to be a junior heavyweight. <laughs> he's in that gray area. Yeah. And you watch him wrestle, and he does use his size against those guys. Yeah. But he does it to the point where you're like, it, 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 dude, it fucking hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> he's in there to hurt people. <laughs> So, uh, dude, it, it, for those of you who enjoy any kind of tag team wrestling, that is, that is my pick of of the the entire cup. Is watch any any fucking uh, Ingobernables match. Watch it, watch it in its entirety. It is it is fucking a beautiful thing. Joe said it here. You got Yoshihashi versus Will Ospreay, and then you have Zack Saber Jr. versus Sonata. I'm really looking forward to that match out of the two. I, I, I Saber Junior versus Sonata. Yes, the rematch from last year. Yep, yep. And again, I still have uh, Zack Saber going over Sonata. I think that's I, not a bad pick. I can't argue that. I, 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 I just think like as much momentum as Sonata has going on in this tournament. Yeah, I just don't think he's he's going to be able to seal the deal. All right. So, what's your take on on some of these? Uh, some of these first round losses here, and I'm not going to go over the entire first round, but you have the New Japan Cup, you have you know the big G1 Supercard here, and Tetsuya Naito is out in the first round, and it's a tough matchup because he's got Kota Bushi, who now Kota Bushi's out in the second round because of Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we kind of get Colt Cabana in, <laughs> in the quarterfinals, <laughs> and, and look, that's going to happen, and, and I mean. It, it's hard to to have a perfect bracket and all that stuff, but I don't know. Like, do you, do you think uh, where do those guys fit as far? Because we're getting closer and closer to the G one. And I'll tell you what. Let's let's save this conversation. Let's pay some bills. Sure. And I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna talk G one because there's some things I want to discuss. <laughs> that yeah uh, yeah we definitely have to discuss that need something. to be discussed. So. Uh, we're going to pay some bills, guys. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You think you can tell us what to do? I can't tell you what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear? 
I can't tell you what to wear. Hell no, I'm not better. But I am smarter. I'll bow to the masters. The masters over at Ray's. Ray's will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat, for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of, and they even have discounts on ride sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information on raise and discount gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. And we got two words for you. Save money! And we are back. Thanks for sticking around, ladies and gentlemen, while we pay some bills. As always, again, we do have wrestling on in the background. We do have a recent episode of NXT going on. Currently, we got Ricochet and Aleister Black doing the Aleister, ba- doing the Aleister Black pose as they take on DIY, team of Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Kind of sad because, you know, this is taped, obviously tape show and uh, we know that Tom- Tommaso Ciampa is going to be no longer with us for, for the foreseeable future because of a uh, neck injury. So, as far My partner here is telling me that he's had the surgery and I'm assuming he's doing fine on, on as far as that goes, but uh, he's going to be out for a good chunk of 2019 now. Yeah, it sucks, man. Especially coming back from that really bad knee injury and for him to have to deal with this now too. Um... We were talking New Japan Cup, and we were talking some of the guys that were eliminated early. You know, Kota Ibushi was eliminated in the second round. Uh, Tetsuya Naito was eliminated in the first round. Evil's gone. Um, Minoru Suzuki is gone. Uh, you know, it, there's there's a decent amount of star power that is that is gone. And then we have the G1 Supercard coming up. For those who don't know, April 6th. Madison Square Garden. This is a big deal, guys. This is a very big deal. We've talked about this, talked about this on the show many times. How big it is for them to be in the Garden. And so far, as we do this show right now, as we are recording, we are just a few weeks away. And I don't see Kota Ibushi on this card. I don't see Tetsuya Naito on this card. If you look at some of the guys that are in the, in the quarterfinals, we where do we fit guys like Tanahashi if they don't win? This is this is kind of a, an interesting situation here where you have maybe too much as far as ROH and New Japan, and 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 you're trying to figure out who's going to fit where because as we as we see it right now, there's eight matches. And the the easy solution, which is a shitty solution for some of those guys, is the honor rumble. And that seems to be just about it. I mean, you you have a set card for for the most part, and assume, assuming that it's going to be a three hour show, I don't see it getting much bigger than this. 
You know, they, they, right now we have eight matches listed. There's a potential for there to be ten. Okay. But again, we we we're we're not quite there yet. There's there's still time. Things can change. You got to look at look at what we got here. You know, they do have an honor rumble announced. Right. So there you go. That's that's a good. You figure a good 20, 25 minutes. And that's not including in the card, by the way. That's a pre-show. Oh, that's a pre-show. Yeah, so that's not included into the card. Even so... As you, of right now. Yeah, even so, you have you have a three-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. You're, you're looking at 15 to 20 minutes for that. Yeah. Maybe more. The, the championship match between Jay White and whoever wins the New Japan Cup... That's got to go probably about half half an hour right there. I mean, you you At have minimum the, like twenty twenty two right. 23. So you, yeah, you have the potential of two matches eating up close to an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, I could see where, yeah, they might have too much, or or yeah, too too much talent and not enough time to to fit them all in. It, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, you know, Will Osprey. Is uh, has has a winner take all match against uh, Jeff Cobb? Does that kind of seal his fate in the New Japan Cup? You think? I don't know. It's interesting that they booked that match. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is where the the this seems to be a lack of communication. Yeah. Or or at least a lack of good planning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But because uh, yeah, you have Will Ospreay in a match, and he's also in the quarterfinals. So. <laughs> Of, of the New Japan Cup, so will Osprey do pull double duty that that night? I don't think so. So yeah, ideally no, <laughs> but you never know. So it just it it kind of just leads to like a really interesting concept because, like, I'm not a Dalton Castle fan, but I'm going to be fair because I know he's 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 well liked and well received in in, in Ring of Honor. Cool, uh, you know Roosh. I'm a fan of Roosh, but did you really need? Do you really need this match? Does Dalton Castle and Roosh really need to be on this card? You know, Roosh is, a, is pretty brand new to to Ring of Honor. Couldn't this wait? Couldn't 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 you? I I agree. This I don't know why they're having this match. Bully Ray versus an unknown opponent in a in a in New, New York, York street, street fight. fight again. Do, like, do you really do need we, it? Do we really need it? Yeah. yeah. I it's just it's it doesn't seem to be to be relevant anymore and. Uh, I'm not saying I don't want to see Bully Ray in a street fight. I mean, he's he can still go, not as much, not as well as he used to, but he can still go to an extent. I just don't need to see all that shit anymore, and, and it just seems like this is Madison Square Garden, guys. Well, this I, is... I, you know what? I take it back. All right, let's let's hear. It's, you're right. I mean, we don't need to see that. Yeah. Unless it's like someone like Minoru Suzuki. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing. Is that surprise partner is yeah. going to be something special? If, if we have Suzuki versus Bully Ray in the New York Street Fight, yes, I pay to see that. I would. Yes, I pay to see absolutely. That. Absolutely. <laughs> the stock of that match just jumped tenfold. You know. But yeah, I, I guess I guess that's what this is. It's just a lot of potential at this point. Again, you know that that triple threat for the junior heavyweight. It could it could easily do it could easily go fifteen minutes it could go thirty five minutes right well not only that but let's let's look at the the ROH World Title Jay Lethal and Matt Taven at the at the seventeenth anniversary show they won an hour hour draw oh my god great match Sweet. Matt Matt Taven 
changed my mind on, on, on what he can do inside that ring. You know what? You and I have, have differed on Matt Taven, and I hope that match solidified what what I see in Matt Taven to you. I hope it translated yeah. over to you. Yeah. yeah. I, for whatever yeah. reason, you know, you stick him with the kingdom, and yeah, he functions and they function. That's great. But you and I have had that discussion about the kingdom. Right. Like, they're just there. They don't... Yeah, this is not the incarnation of the kingdom that you want to know. They, that used to be a respectable faction. Right. But not you, anymore. But you pull Matt Taven out of that. Yeah. And he is clearly his own beast. And he knows what to do in that ring. And he can go. He can definitely go. He's a hell of a wrestler. There's and, no and, doubt about and, that. Um, you know, it sucks that uh, they had to go 60 minutes and, like, jack shit happens except for the addition of a third person in their match at, at the, the G1 Supercard. But, right. Um, yeah, for those of you who weren't sold on Matt Taven, watch that match. Yeah, watch that match indeed. I mean, I, I was a fan... Of his heel work, for one. I love his heel personality. And I always wanted more of of him as a wrestler because I, I kind of felt, going back to the whole Yoshihashi thing, not that it was that extreme, but it, it felt lazy at times. And, and a lot of it is the faction. It, it really is. And it's just not a good fit for him anymore. It's really hard when somebody has grown above the, the faction that they're in. You know, the faction should... Should, needs to grow with the wrestler, and, and, and it hasn't. You know, TK Orion, I, I, I think there's something there with him potentially in the future, but he needs a lot of work. Vinny Marseglia, I appreciate all his horror fandom, but as a wrestler, he's, he's not. He's just not a wrestler. He's just He needs to go. Yeah. Uh, Matt Taven is bars above them with, with on, on his worst day. And my question is, is Matt Taven a legit main eventer that night I was proven to be to be wrong about him and I'm glad I like being proven wrong because that means I get to know I, I now know that there's another legit wrestler in that business and Matt Taven should be ROH world champion in the soon in, in the very new future and it very well could happen at Madison Square Garden I do like the fact that Jay Lethal does get to walk into Madison Square Garden as champion. Yes, that was very, that's really very, cool. Yeah, very important to me because uh, for me, Jay Lethal is a Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know, and it isn't just because of this term as champion. Yeah, um, just over the years, Jay Lethal's the guy that uh, he's he's kind of filled that role. He's you been know? consistent with them. Yeah, from day one and. He's he's not just there because he, I mean he can go anywhere in the world. He can go to WWE. He can go to AEW and, and other companies. He chooses Ring of Honor because that's that's what he loves. That's what he wants to do. So, and when you have somebody who's willing to be the workhorse for you like that, why wouldn't you reward him? Yeah, <laughs> you know? because not only is he a workhorse, but he's one of your top guys, if not your top guy. And and I I feel that Jay Leto uh, is the perfect guy to be champion going into this 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 show, whether he walks out of champ as champion or not. Marty Skrull was going to be the guy uh, as far as storyline goes. Whoever won that match, Marty Skrull was going to get. Matt Taven was actually added to the match because he never lost. 
Right. And it's now going to be a ladder match. So a three-way dance three-way. for the ladder match, for, for the heavyweight title. Are you, what's your take on, on it becoming a ladder match? Do you think it should have been a a straight three-way, or does the gimmick, does the gimmick work here? I think the gimmick definitely works here. You you have something you're touting as a super card. Yeah. You want it. You want it to be. Uh, you want it to be a, a platform to showcase. Right. Everything you have to offer. And so adding a ladder to this match, it, I think it only boosts the stock of the match. You know, especially with these three guys. Yeah. You know. I think I think it's going to pay off in the long run. I told you that there's something that you and I need to talk about, though. Yes. We gotta we gotta have a conversation <laughs> here. So a few weeks ago we talked about it on the show. We talked you and I talked about it off camera. Off camera. Uh, you and I talked about it outside the mic. Uh Gorillas of Destiny versus the Briscoes. I was so fucking excited. Like this to that me, that could be your main event. I was gonna say to me that would have been my main event for that for the G one Supercard. You know, you, uh, you 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 tear down the house with the with the triple threat, and then you just you go balls to the walls. Yeah, four guys is willing to beat the shit out of each other. Two brothers, <laughs> at that yeah, too. Really you know exactly. And Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tangaloa are the IWGP Tag Team Champions. But we have a problem, Joe. We have a problem. This is a winner-take-all match. So the IWG, the IWGP Tag Team Championships are on the line, as well as the ROH World Tag Team Champions. But this is where we run into a problem. The Briscoes, Jay and Mark, are no longer the ROH World Tag Team Champions. And instead, we get Villain Enterprises, the team of Brody King, and his grandfather. <laughs> uh, or as my daughter likes to call him, the old man who's about to die in the ring. <laughs> uh, we're, of course, referring to PCO. POS. <laughs> I don't mean point of sales, by For the way. For those of you who have not had the pleasure of watching <laughs> PCO wrestle uh, these days... Oh boy! Uh, it is it is a train wreck. It is that's a tra- that's being nice. Yeah, it's that a train wreck, and I am nice. being nice. Holy shit! Um, here you have a man in his mid fifties, I believe, early to mid fifties, and he is still trying to wrestle like a cruiserweight, and it shows that uh, he just <laughs> he just does not. He doesn't, I think he's just, at this point, I think he's too stupid <laughs> to realize he cannot do some of the shit he thinks he can do. And and quite honestly, it, it makes for a very uh, nerve-wracking experience watching him wrestle. Because oh, you, like, there's multiple times during any one of his matches where you think, like, oh my god, he's killed himself. So we, we talked about going to see wrestling live. If you see PCO in a match live, I want I want I want to warn you right now. You might want to distract yourself with something because it is scary watching him in that ring because he just he doesn't think. Like you like Joe said it perfectly. He's just too stupid to realize 
that he shouldn't be doing this stuff. Yeah. I've seen him do a moonsault, and he came so damn close to his neck. Yeah, breaking his neck or uh, fucking, you know, mistiming the spot and breaking someone else's neck. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean... I don't want to see that shit. I, I I don't like PCO, but I don't. Doesn't mean I want I want to see him die in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but you have Brody King and PCO. I got no no beef for Brody King. No, neither do he, I. He's as tough as nails, and he cool guy to watch in that ring. Really is. PCO just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, to my opinion, my opinion, he never had a period, but especially nowadays. <laughs> Why the fuck do you take the Briscoes out of this match? You know, the only thing I can think of at this point is maybe something came up with... Their chicken farm? With their personal obligations to their business, and maybe that's (sighs) what happened. Yeah. If that's the case, that's fucking unfortunate, but... For them to miss this show, too? Man, you know what? At this point, if if they are going to keep PCO and Brody King as tag champs up until this show... They might want to add another tag team to this fucking match. And it sucks because, again, G.O.D. versus the Briscoes, you and I were talking about, just talking about it, it is a main event caliber match. That Dude, is a that, match I, that you I think that would have been a, uh, one of the early runnings for match of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's just the amount of, of, of hard-hitting. This is not a gimmick match either. This is a tag team match. Hard-hitting. Tons of great spots. A lot of just what you would expect out of a out of a fight like that that fight feel without it being called a no holds barred match or something like that it doesn't have to be two teams of two brothers that are happen to be champions that are just there to beat the ever living shit out of each other and prove that they are the better tag team that right there writes itself don't touch that match do not touch that match and they did and as much as I don't want, I mean, I hope everything's okay with them. But I guess as a wrestling fan, you kind of hope that it was some kind of emergency that they have to attend to. Um, because that's the only logical th- reason to why I personally would take them out of this match and replace them with Villain Enterprises. And again, I get Ven- Villain Enterprises is, is, is has a little bit of steam, especially with Marty Skrull, you know, but... They're not main event status ready. No. And the sure as hell weren't ready for this caliber of match. And this was a a, a big time match. This was the first match that was booked yeah. for the G one supercard. <laughs> and it gets re- it gets changed. It just it doesn't make any sense. And it's it's unfortunate and it sucks. I'm not happy about it at all. Um I'm still gonna watch the fucking show, but Yeah. But it is it is very disappointing. It is very disappointing because it, it's a ball that has been dropped. And the guys, again, this is Madison Square Garden. This is the first time in what, fifty, sixty years? Yeah. That a non WWE wrestling company is going to be doing a show. I'm at this point right now, I'm not hundred percent confident that they are putting on the best show. And I know it's still early, we still have time. But it just feels like I don't want to say drop in the ball or drop the ball, but they are certainly uh, close to it, and it sucks because that is this is really not the 
not the time to be to be fucking up. <laughs> and it has nothing to even do with WWE. No. I mean, look at look at what's happening again in May. And and that kind of buzz already. You know, yeah, they could easily drop the ball too. But if you drop the ball and you get people less interested in your product, well that's that's helping AEW before they even start. Yeah. You know, so I I would really really hope that they uh they tweak this card a little bit better and certainly i mean this part the wrestlers control but whatever match is out there you better fucking make it a five caliber match or best or best you can possibly fucking be because it's it's a little worrisome right now it really is the only other thing i could think of is maybe they're uh maybe they're holding off maybe they're holding that match off for um a different card, which again, uh, let's face it, this is this is a big deal. Why wouldn't you want to have that match yeah. there as it's, opposed yeah. to some other night, some other place? My only thing is that New Japan is going to announce some more U.S. shows, and the Briscoes are going to be in the house, and they make they they make their names known. At some point, yeah, and and we get a we get a rivalry. We get a rivalry that we get to see in the states. Maybe every once in a while we get to see in Japan. I mean, this is one of those things too, where where the hell is Rev Pro in this? I mean, they they're part of this whole thing. You know, why 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 not? Accum- I mean, you got you got a little bit of CML in here. You got Dragon Lee in there, but like, why not incorporate the other company that's doing business with you? Why not make it a, this big? international event i get it's new japan and ring of honor but you know that's another thing too is where's everybody else at you know i get everybody else on board get this big rotating door where we share talent um start rivalries that hey you know uh let's say is an easy one here let let let's say uh the briscoes do make their name known and they do do something to god and Okay, well, now, you know, are they going to be in Japan? Are they going to, you know, they could be anywhere kind of thing. I Just shit like that. It, it, it's, I want to say it's simple, but on paper it's simple, and it, you should at least take a stab at it. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they will, but I'm just beyond disappointed that, <laughs> uh, that the Briscoes are out of this match because that was the match that I was like, fuck they might win the entire the entire WrestleMania week with just that match alone. Yeah. On top of all the other cool shit. I'm excited about about a lot of shit on here. You know, I'm excited about the ladder match. I'm excited about the, the three way junior heavyweight. You know, I this is my first time seeing Bandito and Ishimori in the ring together. Yeah, that should be pretty interesting. Uh, that should be some good stuff. On top of Dragon Lee being in the, in there. He's a Japanese wrestler killer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then Osprey and Cobb. You know, Osprey who probably won't be in facing Jay White that night. Given everything we said about Osprey and 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 facing heavier guys, him versus Jeff Cobb, pretty fucking interesting. Yeah, should be. So there's there's definitely some some good parts here, and and we want you to watch that. But uh, it just it just left a really sour taste in my mouth. I, I had I had to get it off my chest. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. Something like the Honor Rumble, maybe that should be cut down. Yeah. You know, and and them add some other kind of match um, to take some of the time away from the Rumble. 
Um, again, Roosh versus Dalton Castle doesn't really need to be a thing. That's to me, honestly, that's a as of right now where that rivalry kind of stands. That's like a ROH TV match right now. Yeah, you know? that's that's. I mean, hopefully, we get something better out of it than that. Yeah. But... I mean, they, it, 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 they could tear the house down. Very well could happen. But it, on paper, it just it doesn't excite me at all. And then, like I said, unless Bully Ray is going to fight Minoru Suzuki, I'm really not interested. I'm really not interested. There's no one else on the New Japan roster that I would like to see him fight in a street fight. In a street fight, no. You know? Maybe Tanahashi and just beat the shit out of him. No, nah, that wouldn't even work <laughs> no, for me. No. no? All right. Um, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just—I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Ring of Honor's thinking here. I mean, unless it's not a Ring of Honor decision, maybe it's a New Japan decision. You know, sure. you know, you and I have talked about on the uh, the the obligatory NWO episode where yes, New Japan kind of ran roughshod with booking when they were hooked up with UWFI, and <laughs> you see how that went well for yeah. UWFI. So. But yeah, I yeah. They need this win. Both both companies need this win, though. This is yeah. a big deal, and it, they they. It, it's a big deal because not just because of of it being in Madison Square Garden. Let's face it. Let's let's address the elephant in the room. A lot of their top talent went elsewhere. Well, see, that's that's the point I was going to make. You know? you know, when this when this was originally announced, you had Cody, you had the Young Bucks, you had Kenny Omega. You had, you know, SoCal Uncensored. Those guys are gone. Yeah. They're wrestling for one other company right now. And again, they have all the momentum without a single event happening yet. You don't want to hand them more. You know, there's fumbling there's fumbling the ball and there's literally handing it to the opponent. So here, <laughs> you take this. And that could potentially happen if, if this if this is a bomb. This is a dud. You know, there's just tons of wrestling happening. This weekend, or, or or the WrestleMania weekend, I should say, yeah. tons of wrestling happening. Uh, obviously, you have WrestleMania and you have the NXT, but you know you have all the other companies that are out there looking to get their show over. You know, Impact Wrestling has a show out there. MLW has a show. Evolve has shows. What makes yours so special? You know, that's where you have to stand out and, and above the rest. What makes you so special above? NXT or, or or WrestleMania, you know, as far as quality of, of event goes. It's important to, to take advantage of these kind of opportunities because you might not get the garden ever again. Absolutely. Especially right. if this fails. Or <laughs> it, actually, I don't even think it, it needs to even just, just fail, it, it, especially if it doesn't exceed expectations. Because yeah, I, th- I think that's a better statement. Yeah, and, and even then, there's no guarantees given Vince McMahon's relationship with the Garden. I know it's not on good terms right now, but it's he's still Vince McMahon, yep. and he tends to find a way. So I don't know, but at any rate, we do want you to, as always, support professional wrestling. I think it's uh, a good time to remind you guys how to do that if you don't already have. A WWE Network subscription, you need to get that through us. And right now would be a good time to do it because you're within a 30-day mark. You could watch WrestleMania for how much money? Free. Nothing? Free 99. Free 99. (laughs) 
I don't think you can pay any less than that. Go over to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. It's all one word. A subscription on us, through us. Uh, also, too, we mentioned all this wrestling over WrestleMania weekend. There's this little app, I don't know if we ever mentioned it before, called Fight. If you don't know anything about it, go to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight, F-I-T-E, and get yourself a free subscription. You have to be a new subscriber. Absolutely. But I, I, I'm not, I don't, I, hey, I'm not going to tell you anything, but last time I checked, uh, email addresses are free. Yes, so. e- email addresses are free. <laughs> Sign up as a new user, even if you have an existing account, just use a different email. And uh, that way you you support us a little bit. We, we get shown a little bit of love. But more importantly, we're going to give you $15 worth of fight credit right off the bat for your towards your first fight purchase. And what better way to, to start things off than watch uh, shit that's going on WrestleMania weekend? I mean, WrestleMania is on a Sunday. WrestleMania weekend, it's the longest weekend I've ever seen. It starts on a Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Tuesday this year. Yeah, Tuesday through Sunday, you have you have all kinds of shows and festivities on Fight TV app. It's crazy. Again, it's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E. That spells fight. Again, I'm not telling you what to do, but if you already have a <laughs> subscription, get another one. Get your $15, put it towards good professional wrestling, whatever you want. Yeah. And on top of that, while you're there, check out Ring of Honor every single Monday night, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. For free. For free. As well as a plethora of other wrestling and just combat sports in general. Yeah. It is an absolutely wonderful app, and and, and it is now officially an app, too. So, again, get the app. Get the subscription, get yourself some friends, or watch it alone, whoever, and watch professional wrestling, because that's what we're going to be doing. Absolutely. And on that note, we're going to uh, bid you guys adieu for another week. Don't forget, you can catch us on social media, facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our official Facebook page, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk is where you can come and talk to us about wrestling, all things wrestling. Uh, We're also on Twitter. You can hate tweet us at twitter.com slash 20x20crew. We're also on Instagram, instagram.com slash 20x20crew. We do have YouTube-exclusive content in the form of the following contest. And you can catch all that information about our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button while you're there. Uh, that can be done over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. And of course, our home on the web is our domain at 20x20crew.com where you can find all of our previous episodes, merch, uh, timestamps, the whole nine. Um, anything and everything uh, we'd, we'd have to offer is right there, right there for your, uh, your perusal. As always, again... Support professional wrestling. Go to a show. Yeah. Go, go get, show. get out. Go to a show. Meet fellow wrestling fans like yourselves, like us. 
support professional wrestling by watching it through the plethora of, of, of methods you can do. You can you can watch it. I want to thank my partner again this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You've been fantastic. And until <laughs> next week, we will see, see you, you in, in the, the ring. ring.